Hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? You know, okay, I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got everyone. some. We got some stuff. Should I talk about the stuff that we got? Hit us up. Hit oh. us up with the stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about stuff. So I got. I got a problem. I got a problem. Um, <laughs> oh wait, you said stuff. You yeah. didn't say a problem. This was a. Oh, well, this was a honeypot. More, more, more stuff. More problems, Dan. As long oh. as it's not a okay. Verizon related problem, I'm excited to. It's it. a Verizon related problem. Oh okay, shit! Well, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> Go to. <laughs> <laughs> rebound.com slash prime or is it prime.rebound.com <laughs> prime.reboundcast.com yeah, yeah, probably also rebound.cast.com slash prime we can make that happen <laughs> it's too bad we don't have rebound.com that's a yeah well, that's a damn shame it really is oh wait oh yeah important information about, i'm just suddenly i'm now i'm and all of a sudden it's like it's like you say their name three times and uh and I'm, oh, my, verizon my inbox is now flooded with uh, with emails from verizon thank you for activating your service yeah well so here's the thing um but now it says, "Oh no, that may, this may be uh, this, no, that's the wrong number." Anyway, so <laughs> this uh, has we got been Hank, really illuminating. John. We got Hank an Apple Watch SE, um, and we uh, arrived yesterday, and we we're setting it up. And I was setting it up on his phone for him, and um, at one point it says, "Sign into your your Verizon account to activate the cellular part." I sign into the Verizon account thinking nothing of the fact that I'm signing in as me um, because Hank has never signed in. But I guess the password works the same for all phone numbers. Anyway, I signed in as me. The phone, the, the watch got the cellular account got assigned to my phone number without any other warning. Just it just did that. And then uh, it uh it just seems like they cannot undo well at least so, i was on the phone with them for an hour last night um trying to get it undone and um she was very confused about how to do that she did not know she was very nice um and then uh the, the like i said in the in the rebound discord uh, the only thing worse than their hold music is when the hold music stops because you have been disconnected <laughs> yeah so, so wait, i had yeah. a question john i never i've never had a cellular apple watch so it has to be associated with a number a line because it's, right. like it's another phone plan. number it's another phone number right um, yeah like getting a cellular ipad or something like that but it's it's yeah. associated with your line therefore now it it's associated like, with my line and for some like reason like an, data or something that it's i guess so and it would be fine if it was just you know i mean because i'm paying for it one way or the other but um it, it's not working right because right he can't make phone calls from his watch. He, you know, he has no he has no cellular connectivity on his watch, and I think it's because it's not. It wants to be with my phone number, and it's it's not currently because it's associated with his phone. So something like that. Right. I don't even know exactly why it's not working, but it's not working. I mean, other okay. than the fact that it's on the wrong phone number. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I've, he's I, in school I've never right tried now. to do this. All right, we're gonna try and call again in the afternoon when he, you know, when he gets back. So. Um, I'll be on the this is, line for another. This is one of the things that hesitates me to get. Like, I mean, I have my iPhone, obviously, but I I haven't had a cellular iPad in a super long time, and I like the idea of the cellular watch. But the fact that you have to mm-hmm. interface with the <laughs> cellular yeah. provider at some point really takes right. some of the wind out of my sails. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and this let this be a warning to you. 
Okay. Well, thank you. So you that was a, that was a, that was a poor experience. The watch is very nice. Um, he likes the watch, but uh, that part of it has been kind of a disaster. There's no real warning. Like it doesn't say we are going to associate this with the number, you know that you you know with pop up my number. It just like sign into your account. So we signed into the Verizon account, and then it just does it because it signed because I signed in as me. Which you know. I guess that's a mistake on my part, but there was no real warning. So, and it just, you know, I was, I was livid last night because I hate making a three second mistake and then paying, you know, having to spend hours on doing it. Yeah, it's, um, right. it's kind of insane that there's that like factory resetting or whatever, like that there's no obvious solution. That's ridiculous. Well, I could do that, but I, w- I could cancel the account, but then I would, you know, I would have to, I would be, I would have paid $10 to have it on my account. And I would basically be throwing at least ten dollars away. I don't know if there's an activation fee. I haven't seen. It seems like they should the bill they should yet. Forgive that if you they, they screwed up and did something. I mean, like I right. don't know. It feels like that's on them. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, even I, just I, mustering the energy to get on the customer service calls is so hard mm-hmm. for me sometimes. Yeah. I just can't oh yeah, and the, and yeah. of course you have to you have to like beat the automated answering system into submission oh before you can actually talk to somebody. It's like a it's like a captcha basically. It's like, for it's like, you calls. know, I, you know, you t- like, it asks you, what's your problem? You know, what, what do you need help with? Hi, you, John, please identify problem. all crosswalks. And it's like, and it's, yeah, right, right. And it's like, uh, it's, Apple watch activated on wrong cell phone number. And then it's like, I'm sorry, you want to activate robot. something. I can help you with that. Like, no, you fucking can't. The actual people can't even do it. And then you're like, operator. And it's like, I know you want to talk to a real person, but first yeah, you right. understand. Yeah. Is this yeah, a problem with your lawn? A, so it seemed like the trick was like if you hit zero twice, like then then it, it would be like be okay, the, you seem to really want to talk to a person. It used to be the trick was like you started swearing and it would kick you to the <laughs> to an actual person. <laughs> well, this time I, that might that might happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always but anyway. Try. That's, that sucked. Um, the uh, the good thing that arrived yesterday, uh, I got a I got a document scanner. Oh, which one? I got that. Well, I went with the brother. I know, Dan, you went with the scan snap. I did. Team, snap, team scan. scan snap over here. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. No, no. Well, Karen had one, but um, this was like, I, I don't know. Did you get your, I don't know how much you paid for yours. Um, it seemed like the prices for the scan snap were a lot more than those. The scan snap are, they're expensive, but they are yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I, I like this one so far. The only thing, it doesn't like, doesn't handle a crap ton of documents. You have to do them in more batches but i don't think that's going to be a problem long run it's going to be a little bit of a problem at the beginning here where i've got stacks and stacks of stuff to go through yeah once you once you get into the habit of like doing one or you know a handful four or five is fine i mean scan step will take a decent number but like yeah if you're going through hundreds of documents yeah it's always going to take some time right right so anyway i i it's the brother 1250 something there's a bunch of letters in front of it you know it's the catchily named 80s something 12 yeah you know I'm, i, I ha- it's the one the wire cutter recommended which i have a brother printer me, i have wire cutter i have an older brother printer that is technically <laughs> technically belongs to the uh um i do the mit mystery hunt which lex is doing with me this year True. on my team and technically oh. this printer belongs to the team because we bought it several years ago when we used to have more of an in-person uh, presence but the hunt is largely remote these days and uh, we have a small group of people going in person, and so now I need to get the printer to them. And now I'm sitting here going, but I won't have a printer during the hunt then, which kind of sucks. And I'm annoyed because when we moved, I we sold like I had another little cheap brother laser printer that I like had you know in storage, and we sold it. And I was like, I could really use that right about now. So now here I'm thinking like, 
buy another laser printer? Like <laughs> only like a hundred bucks. Like yeah, they're not. They're but not then I'll have much. two printers again. I've recently yeah, been right. using I'd my Snap to uh, to scan old photos because I realize like I never look at photos, and so it's been doing a pretty good job at that. I you just put a stack in at a time and. Let it suck oh, through them all. And yeah. that's been, is that, that's is the quality less. good enough for photos? I yeah, absolutely. Really and I, I, before that's I started, I checked cool. the webpage on Amazon when I bought the thing to see like, hey, does this, can this do this? And it was like, absolutely, put your photos in and you know, use this setting. And it's been great. Oh, it's cool. I haven't tried that. That's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, that is a good idea. And it uses really cool technology to identify when the photo was taken. That's not true. That'd be great, though. Um, <laughs> is it is it identifying those little those little watermarks little on them with, with the no, dates on them? It's what uh, it looks at you what you're wearing. <laughs> it's like, ooh. Uh, From that hair, plaid, I'm say. predicting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm but seeing a flock plaid. of seagulls. I got something as well. I yeah. got the uh, Belkin continuity camera mount for the studio display. Oh, right. You were talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. Which I uh, I do like. I will say the thing that was very funny about it when I first put it on, which I did while I was on a video call, which Lex was also on, uh, was I have my studio display is on an arm um, because I got the, v- the Visa mount option. And when I put it on and then put the phone on it, the phones are quite heavy, and so the whole, because I hadn't put enough tension in the arm, it just drifted, the entire arm drifted oh. down to the desk, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no. So I had to, like, r- like rummage through my entire office to find the, you know, the Allen wrench that lets me adjust the screw on the arm for tension. <laughs> like, well, so far, this experience is not great, but it's not really the camera mount's fault. That seems like a great, uh, you know, silent movie era. Uh, yeah, Charlie of. Chaplin was always struggling mm-hmm. with a monitor arm, let me tell you. Sure. It really looked like Dan was just, you know, going up the elevator. It was it was a cool thing. I liked it. I'm getting taller. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I will say, it did remind me also that one of my, my frustrations with continuity camera, which I like as a feature, is that, it, and I think we've mentioned this before, it seems to use AirPlay somehow. And so if you are extending your monitor via AirPlay to another device, say I was doing to Apple TV, and oftentimes we have like a, a Zoom chat for like when we play D&D, um, it, it won't work. It'll tell you you have to disable AirPlay before continuity camera will work. Um, which is a bummer. Um, and it, I realize it's kind of an edge case, but it is something that I do enough that I feel like it would be nice if Apple found a way around this problem and <laughs> make these two things work simultaneously because it's really handy to be able to be like, hey, I'm going to put my you know, my my camera mount on top of my TV and then have like the Zoom chat on my TV, which seems nice because then I'm actually looking at the place where the people are as opposed to looking at TV where Zoom people are, but then it looks like I'm looking at my laptop or like, you know, it's so confusing. I don't know. It's stupid. So anyways, I would since like to see Apple fix that. Since we're talking about cameras, uh, yeah, I want to do some follow-up. Um, eons ago, before, well, months ago, when I was deciding which laptop to buy, um, I had posed a question on this very podcast about whether the MacBook Air M2 had the... Uh, had that whatever they call it the the fancy camera that center the, stage yeah it has center stage yeah. and we were like yeah it does uh, I want to be clear it does not <laughs> so just in case anyone was wondering it <laughs> really? does not. oh okay yeah. I thought it did <laughs> so many people have bought it thinking that it did yeah the, oh, the, are we in trouble well do we speaking of trouble correction I do want to say um, we got some new reviews so thank you to uh, Tom Roughly and no thank you to Kuchibu see if you can guess who wrote which review. <laughs> 
One says, must listen. Great conversation about Apple and technology in general. It's very relaxed discussion that keeps the topics flowing. Honestly, entertaining. Give it a try. You'll subscribe for a weekly listen. That's one. Number two is a collection of bloviating clowns. These jokers <laughs> think they are clever, but talk about Apple only tangentially. Their take on subjects is vapid. The entire show could be boiled down to five minutes. They sound like a bunch of high school buffoons who think foul language makes them sound like grown-ups. The foul language doesn't even fit the content. They can't help keeping their political views out of this silly podcast. Don't God. waste your time. There it is. I am sure not going to. <laughs> Adios, bozos. Adios, bozos. I, uh, very similar to the last thing I said at Amazon, which was Adios, bezos. So. <laughs> I, you know, my there's a couple of funny things about that to me. One is I like the part where he says the swears don't fit the content. I don't yeah. even know what that means. I think if it's like is a show like about Apple tattoos technology, and motorcycles. Technology is holy, Dan. You I just thought never, there should be should some. Never swear. Oh, I was thinking that we needed some Apple specific swears. <laughs> like mm, we need mm. to really you know, core blinding. Cue yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, also, I always appreciate, like, you know, I know Lex asked for more reviews recently, and I like to think that guy was listening. He's like, oh, yes. finally, I've been asked for yeah, my chance right, to give my right. reviews. <laughs> Uh, well, I love that guy. thanks, Kuchibu. He's a good friend. Um, <laughs> anyway, I can't believe my mom got an iTunes account just to write that review. I know, really? Um, Finally. Well, so, obviously, as, as everybody knows, we, do, we answer listener questions on this show, and there were a couple I missed last week that had been emailed to me. Um, so, I want to get to questions so I don't forget. I've left these emails up on my screen all day. Um, ifix.cz wanted to confirm i have referenced in the past that he asks questions through email he doesn't he uses the the form on the prime website you're right that's what you do it delivers to us via email um he tried discord but it was too busy for him he's almost as old as molts i'm just reading what he wrote i didn't say that <laughs> ask for the question i'm going to pretend i didn't read the excellent article and ask hey does anybody use the photo app on their apple watch so i'm going to send that one over to dan <laughs> the ca- i use the camera app yeah, i think, I think what that's we're what we're talking about yeah yeah uh, I did write a, a piece about this for Six Colors, which is uh, years ago when the Apple Watch first came out, among the many millions of features it seemed to have with this idea that you could use it as a remote shutter for your uh, iPhone's camera, which was cool. But I remember at the time it was like, A, the screen was so small that like it was a really tiny image and it was extre- the frame rate was extremely bad because it would be like super jerky as you were trying to get in position. So it seemed like a cool novelty, but it didn't seem like super useful. But I finally had opportunity to use it on my Series 7, uh, and I was kind of blown away because not only is the screen so much bigger that it's like, oh, I can actually look at this and frame a photo on it, but it's like full full motion, like full, <laughs> like perfect video. Uh, and I was like, this is actually really cool. Like, I'm I'm actually surprised that I haven't used this more because it does seem like something that's very useful. Um so yeah, I ended up using it for a just a family shot um, around Christmas. We were taking a picture in front of the tree. Um, the biggest problem was like finding a way to just get it like you know high enough. So I had to like prop it up on some books. But it is a, a super cool app, and it made me wonder what other like Apple Watch features were there. You know, from the early days that I dismissed at the time, thinking, "Yeah, it's not that useful." But if I went back and revisited them now, I'd be like, "Oh, actually, hmm. the technology has come a long way, and this is much better than it used to be." So, sending you all my heartbeats, boys. Have you checked out the iPod app? The the the, the what? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, never mind. Did, never mind. Did we miss a joke? Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> or I did. I think. I think probably the latter. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to do another take? 
No. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep moving. I just want to go on and forget it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the motto of my life. <laughs> I've got to talk to Verizon later today. To save my, <laughs> save my energy. Kind of time. Yeah, really. I'm sorry for all that for you. Um, <laughs> well, we do have a, a sponsor, of course, this week. And that sponsor is our good friends at ZocDoc. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by ZocDoc. Um, listen, I, uh, it sucks when you go to a doctor's appointment expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. Instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel and helping you along, the doctor's checking the clock. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, who take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Uh, as, as regular listeners know, I am one of the millions of ZocDoc users. Uh, I used it most recently to schedule a dermatologist appointment. And no, that's not true. Just this week, I used it when I was trying to uh, find a doctor for my son, who, as it turns out, has strep. And... Uh, I wanted oh, to find him. No, he's 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 okay. And what's fun is right now I can, go, in theory, I can go to doctors who take any insurance because uh, my insurance has been deactivated while I wait for the paperwork to in, uh, enable Cobra. So that's fun. Right now I just have none. <laughs> It'll get backdated to the first. Anyway, not Zocdoc's problem. Yeah. just mine. <laughs> um, but every time I've used Zocdoc to find a doctor that I didn't already know, uh, it's been a great doctor. I have I have literally no complaints about the Zocdoc experience. And then one of the things we're supposed to say is who should use Zocdoc? You should. <laughs> If you, if you live in a place that ZocDoc works, you got to use it. And that's basically America. So uh, when you're not feeling your best, you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of people rely on, you can find the right doctor who meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with just a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash rebound. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show and for the opportunity to say ZocDoc over and over again because it is really fun. Do it at home right now. We'll wait. Uh, yeah, See, it's, it's fun. Um, I also really enjoyed when I got to say the doctor is checking the clock on ZocDoc. That, was, that happened earlier in the ad. That was fun to say. So just so you know. Slash rebound. <laughs> uh, more questions. Going back oh to the email because I forgot. Uh, see, this is what happens. E-Man says... And again, E-Man sent this on the 1st of January. Uh, what New Year's resolution should Apple or any other tech company make for 2023? I mean, I think LastPass should get better security. <laughs> <laughs> no? Fair. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah, no, Thank sure. You. Yeah, but okay. if you're last, if you're yeah, specifically targeting LastPass. I think Apple should up the iCloud storage limit. <laughs> I was thinking, well, yeah, we've been saying that for how, how many years have we been doing this podcast? This is the year, John. <laughs> mm, I bet it's not, Dan. 2023, it's time. This is the it year seems like they, uh, they, missed, they missed a couple things on their to-do list last year, right? They did, yeah. Where's my, where's my classical music app? Yes, Your classical, classical, app. No classical music app. Suffering um, from a quality lack of Prokofia. <laughs> which I don't, I mean, I've, I don't really understand why... I mean, do you do you do you think that there should be a, a dedicated classical musical? Classical yes, music and I will because yeah. okay. it doesn't so make sense to shuffle. That's why classical music fans are passionate. Let's say, <laughs> and I've heard a lot of frustrations from them about trying to shoehorn the way classical music is organized into 
okay. the way that because Apple Music I think really treats like pop albums, right? Basically everything sure. you know is is organized like a like a classic, you know, like a music album, and and classical music predates the album form, and I think you know because there are different you know composers are more important than performers a lot of times. Uh, there's you know stuff to do with the. I don't even know all the deals with like Opus. I guess I just don't understand why why you can't bake that stuff into the music app instead. But I think you can, but I think they a haven't and b yeah, I'm not convinced that they won't do something like that. That it won't have Mm -hmm. like a subsection or a tie in or something like that. But I think the answer is they need to do it somehow, and you can do it in a separate app or you could do it as part of the same thing. And I think even if it's a separate app, it'll be part of the same Apple Music cost yeah, is my guess rely on the same i don't think they'll make you charge mm-hmm. i think classical music people would be really pissed off it's like you can get oh, this no, classical music yeah. out, but it's another five dollars a month or something yeah, no that's dumb right yeah. yeah um and then the other the other thing was no uh, oh i'm sorry did you want to no me? please go ahead <laughs> i'm just gonna cut you off there uh the uh no uh no mac, mac, pro. mac pro yet the mac pro is an interesting situation because yeah there's been there's been some talk about that recently, right? Like uh, I think it was a German who had an yeah, yeah German had a bunch of stuff in yeah. his uh, newsletter this week talking yep. about various things that may or may not be happening. The highest, I guess, the highest config like that they were testing is not happening for the Mac Pro. Um, and I think there is an interesting question of how vis-a-vis the Mac Studio, do both of these products need to exist? Will right. both of them continue to exist? I it feels weird to me, and we've talked about this before, but like the Mac Pro is already a percent of a percent of people of customers, right? Because it's a most of their business is laptops, not desktops. B, it's the most expensive, most powerful laptop in their lineup, which is already then like a, a even smaller portion of the people buying desktops. <laughs> and then you have all the different like configurations of it, so it's like a ton of SKUs to manage too. Um, mm-hmm. or at least it used to be, I think less so now probably, but well, I just and, don't. And when it gets Apple Silicon, probably even less so, right? Because mm-hmm. well, and that's it's the unlikely, what, it's unlikely you'll be able to configure the Ram. What's the advantage then over something like the Mac studio? It seems yep. to mainly be like PCI slots. Like. Well, yeah. And so <laughs> graphic cards is, is the, turns out to be the big thing, right? Because if they, if they can manage to get it to work with other vendors, graphic cards or do their own graphics cards or something. Um, then you have, uh, you know, for certain certain industries, obviously, it becomes pretty compelling. Right. I mean, for years, it was like the people who would get frustrated about this were people who wanted to, like, wanted parity to with, like, you, what you can do on the PC side with building a gaming machine. Now, there's yeah. absolutely they no don't care about to that. build a gaming Mac. <laughs> there just yeah. isn't. It's, not, it's no. not worth your time or money. So right. really, the only people doing this are people who are professionals working in certain industries, like you said, you know graphics 3d effects all that stuff film editing uh it's and todd. so on it's all todd it's todd vaziri <laughs> i want to give a quick uh, shout out to those listeners who are wondering why i didn't make a weird al yankovic joke when you talked about people wanting parody so i hear you i see you <laughs> and i was just not interrupting dan i'm sorry dan continue <laughs> <laughs> now you did it yeah well uh, sort of nah, that's about though so i don't know i mean I, the word is I don't think there is another version of the Mac Studio in the offing currently. It doesn't sound like. So maybe that really yeah. was just a stopgap while they mm-hmm. could get the Pro out. Um, but I think it was also potentially popular enough that I would, if I were them, <laughs> I might be looking at like, 
whether or not that's the better solution. Yeah, maybe we just need this instead. And but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's an interesting question because it's there to. It's also there to put like a stake in the ground for Apple too, right? To say like, here's our flagship machine that's super powerful, and like we scale all the way from this down to like your you know super light laptops that you can carry around with you. They're almost as good as one another. Like (laughs) that's the other thing is like the Apple Silicon stuff has been so good. That, yeah, you can obviously, there's headroom there and you can get better and better chips. But at the same time, it's like 90% of people's computing needs are met easily by like an M2, much mm-hmm. less an M2 Pro, M2 Max, M2 Ultra, M2, whatever the hell that top end configuration was going to be. Yeah. But it sounds like well, they're committed to at least shipping one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it's not not a machine that I'm going to buy, but I'd still like yeah. to see them do it so that we can have something to talk about. They, they, uh, the Gurman's rumor was that it's just going to look exactly like the yeah. last Mac right. Pro, too, which right. is funny. Interesting. <laughs> I guess it makes sense, right? All the first versions of the Apple a, Silicon. It's not that old a design. Yeah, it was a new design, and all the new, the first versions of all the Apple Silicon Macs basically looked exactly the same as their predecessor, right? Like, they didn't yeah. redesign the Air until right. the new, the M2, so... Next time. I also think um, Twitter should re- make a resolution to get rid of Elon, and I think that uh, Tapbot should make a resolution to release oh, yeah. a version of Ivory for the Mac. I've been very How does frustrated. Twitter make a resolution to get rid of Elon? Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't worry about Twitter it. Elon? <laughs> don't worry about it. But I really... L'état c'est moi. I am frustrated with um, the Mastodon <laughs> Mac experience right now, because I don't uh, like to use great. their web interface at all anymore, and so I just, I just don't yeah. read it during the day, and then I'm looking at tweets from you know, at night and it's dumb. Toots, please. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to start running the simulator, um, and then run, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not averse. Oh, that's, you know what? That's not a bad idea. And it's hilarious I mean, because could, he doesn't want to uh, enable than to just work. Up a lot of unnecessary resources on your Mac. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it could just work, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Like and I understand why like they it. don't do it, but yeah, I know, that's fine. Right, I just right. didn't release the beta. Release the beta. Speaking <laughs> of Mastodon, uh, iFix asks, if it was quick, easy, and cheap to run your own Mastodon server, would you do it for your projects, such as Rebound Prime? I tried it a month ago, and it was none of the adjectives above, meaning <laughs> quick, easy, and cheap, especially as it involves email delivery system setup. But I bet people will come up with click-to-deploy instances for a few bucks a month. What would your yeah. server be for? By the way, I still haven't found out how to administer my server. So uh, it, they definitely already <laughs> are companies you can go to, to in yeah. theory, to Masto. set up your own. host. I think I just yeah. saw today. A lot of them... We're struggling for the first big month of Mastodon yeah. explosion because everybody was trying up at the same time. Uh, I think the, yeah, the, I think some the of biggest, them had like stopped accepting yeah. customers. I think one of the big challenges with it, based on people I've talked to who have run instances, is potentially dealing with the federated aspect of like. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of stuff well, you have to the, deal with right. from like a not a technology standpoint even, yeah. but like the policy standpoint of like and i think we talked we talked about this before right but also uh i think that was wasn't this jason's reason for not running a server himself anymore yeah Yeah. and he didn't he didn't set it up himself he i think he contracted with somebody right yeah i i thought about it and i was like i kind of like the idea of this but for our rebound prime thing i think discord is kind of just that solution right it kind of scratches that same itch so i I and i love not maintaining right like i love every rebound prime member intimately and want to make babies with them but at the same time i don't want to be responsible for everything that they post (laughs) and have to do with all that yes uh but you know what i mean like i don't want to be responsible for everything that everybody says cars i'm I'm really you know you guys remember i started out on i guess mastodon.social where a lot of folks are i think that's where you guys both are and then mm-hmm. I moved to hackaderm.io uh, because I was worried that people were going to block Mastodon.social, which then didn't really happen. Um, 
But Hackaderm's been lovely. Like, it's funny because part of my Mastodon experience, you know, maybe 15% of it is the Hackaderm community and people talking about Hackaderm and what it is for and is not for. And it's run by lovely people who are doing their best. I don't know. So I've, I've enjoyed that side of it, but I'm super glad it's not a thing on my plane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is one, yeah. and I don't remember if I talked about this here or elsewhere, but I feel like it's the, the trickiness I've had with trying to figure out, like, moving off Mastodon and social is, like, which community do I join, right? Like, do right. I join something that's about podcasting or about tech or about fiction writing or about, you know, like, I, I do all this different stuff, and it it's feels the, It's weird the problem with being a renaissance myself. man, Dan. It is. Uh, it's not easy being <laughs> me, let me tell you. I call um, him a renaissance Dan, actually. Man, that's a good domain name. There's a yeah there so yeah is is Dan a TLD? You should not Dan. Oh man, why isn't it a TLD? Oh man, oh man. Uh and then a few more questions. Um listener Lex asks, how come that bot breaks all the time? Just kidding. Um no, there is no listener Lex. Lex doesn't listen to this show. Yeah, he's not listening right now. Listener me here says, Magnets, how do they work? What's something you can explain really well, even though it's got nothing to do with your work or personal life? I really have struggled with this question because it also says nothing to do with your personal life. So a thing that you're kind of expert in that has nothing to do with anything you do. (laughs) Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Can I count Star Wars? I guess I is Paul. I guess I do it for biz for I do a podcast about it now. I guess that's kind of work. I'm going to go with grammar. a bit about the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Just a little. Uh, not as much as, well, not as much as some people, obviously, but um, Star, Star Trek, amount. John. You know a lot about and Star, Star Trek. Trek. And I know a lot about Star Trek. Um, I don't know. There's, uh, just trying to think, like, stuff in my house, like, or stuff that I, hobby, I don't really. Yeah, right. I feel like there's something that I can't think of, right, you know, off the, I should have read, I should read these Mario Kart. Yeah, that's a good one for you. Um, <laughs> can I go on? Can I go on a tangent here? Um, Can't Hank stop and I uh, um, <laughs> watched on Sunday. Um, somebody on uh, Mastodon actually posted a, a link to this. It was a, a Twitch feed. Oh, of a guy, the, I saw you talking about this. A guy speed running um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so he completed the game in in less than a half an hour. <laughs> How is that? Po- I don't. You know. I well, guess there are glitches. Video. They take advantage of these glitches. Well, I assume so. Yeah. Um. And and some of them are just wild. We were both. Our jaws were just. Like, we had never seen any of these before, and they're really hard to activate. When it just like it boggles the mind. First of all, like I mean, I don't know that this guy found them. I mean, he could have just you know learned about them from somebody else. But the people who spend the amount of time necessary in order to find these glitches, good lord, it is that, like a sport. I've, yeah, yeah, and th- that was the other thing. Like the the commentary was amazing. I mean, it was so high high quality, like sports, you know, professional sports level commentary. Um, I was really blown away by that too. <laughs> there was uh, a but- a Super Mario Maker two world that Liam had discovered, where it was really clever levels that were all permutations, increasingly distant permutations of 1-1 one, one from the original Super Mario Brothers, and some of them got truly insane and complicated, and eventually I was like, we we couldn't get past it, and we wanted to get past the level, and so we Googled and found some YouTuber, I can't even tell you who the YouTuber was, but his, exactly like you're saying, though, the videos were so good, the guy was hilarious, he was family friendly, which was kind of surprising in the YouTube influencer <laughs> space, um, but he was getting super frustrated because he couldn't do it, and then finally he figures, or he thinks he's figured it out, and then he gets really mad because he has and then i don't know it was I, I i agree with you that the amount of time and talent that people have in some of those things is bonkers yeah 
I wish I had either of those things, time or talent. I know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a thing that I focus on with such laser like no. <laughs> intensity. I would say the things that I think that I could um, explain well, even though it has nothing to do with my work or personal life, uh, is grammar. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really, really good knowledge of grammar, even though I don't do editing or writing professionally. Thank you, Mr. Miser in sixth grade. Um, that's probably it. That's it. Okay. Rhyming. I'm, I'm pretty good at improvised rhyming, but I think I do improv in my personal life. Somebody that doesn't count. Some of the timing. <laughs> okay. I think the addition of a personal life there was a mistake. <laughs> I don't know why I ever started one in the first place. Uh, listener Brian Mood wants to know, Dan! All right, Maltz, see you in five minutes. Dan, what okay, plugins yeah. do you use on your WordPress site? Specifically, what's the plugin you use for those nifty inline footnotes? Brian, I appreciate this question. I appreciate you. You can also feel free to toot at Dan. <laughs> <laughs> if you just want to talk at Dan. Or even Discord. Yeah. <laughs> like he right has there. paid money. He has paid good money <laughs> to ask this question and have it answered on the podcast. He did. So Dan, I'm not going to list inlines? all of my plugins because I have way too many because every time I find something that doesn't work, I install a plugin. Um, but I will tell you the one that I do have. Uh, it's called WP-Bigfoot, um, which is the one that of produces inline footnotes. What was that, uh, Lex? No, I'm just, I said, of course, because, uh, and I am as guilty of it as anybody else, but the internet nerd developer thing of I need to have a weird, mildly punny name for my thing, it gets old after a while. It's called Bigfoot because <laughs> it's footnotes. I get it. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, listener over <laughs> <laughs> here has our final question of the day. Uh, again, if you want to be one of these cool kids submitting questions, prime.reboundcast.com or whatever URL Moltz made up. Uh, he wants to know, what's the maximum you would feel comfortable spending on the first generation version of mm. the rumored Apple Reality Pro headset? This is a good question. $100 a hundred dollars for me because I just am not in the market. It's not for me. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I think it's easy to say you're not in the market and, and before I you did. see it. Right? I just said it. Yeah. I right. crush saying it because yeah. I, I say it to myself frequently as well. Um, but <laughs> is, the, you know, when I see it, I, I see it. I may go. I may go. I need that immediately. I don't know. But I, I don't think three thousand dollars is out of the question for me, uh-huh. which is, seems to be what the rumored price is. I see. No, no, I here's absolutely the thing. no way. I, I, I think that. that is a. I think this is this is yeah. iPad trickery again. Yeah. Right. Remember the iPad, right. and everyone's like, "Oh, it's mm-hmm. under a thousand dollars," and then it was five hundred bucks. And I think right. they gotta. They gotta low. They gotta in some ways find a way to because it's gonna be expensive, and so it's they gonna want be you to expensive, think it's gonna be hugely. But I think it's expensive. not gonna be three thousand dollars. Right. Right. Um, I mean, three thousand dollars is, okay. is almost as expensive as like the most expensive Max, right? Right. Right. So I don't know what did the other ones go for. I don't even know what the market is like um, for these. I just was I like at this. The it. HTC just had one that came out that I think is like eleven hundred. Um, yeah. The MetaQuest Two, I want to say, is somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, I will. Uh, MetaQuest Two so is five hundred bucks. So the MetaQuest my, Two is quite quite cheap. Then, knowing what I don't know about it now, um, I'm going to say <laughs> no, seven hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> so you okay? Okay. I I think I don't think I it think, will be a hit. <laughs> Not even knowing what it is, I just don't think people want these things in mass in general. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, uh, yeah, like, I don't think it's going to start off like a craze. I, I'm, you know, instinctively I'm with you, but at the same time, Apple has shown a great history of being able to popularize stuff that yeah. otherwise I do not well, necessarily think would, would catch on. And they also and I, they well, like I the think I, I, I What I'm talks. saying is not, I'm saying it's <laughs> not going to start that way. <laughs> I, I, um, uh, here's my feeling. Um, I think I'd go up to 1500 I feel like that's a... Oh, my God. Mr. Moneybags over here. 
Well, I mean, keep in mind, my situation is a little different. I write about this stuff for a living. And I'm a a, fucking billionaire, so suck it, Maltzen Friedman. Look, I know I don't have Lex Friedman Consulting and the money bags it's bringing in, but here we go. Hey, it's three unemployed guys talking about technology we're going to buy. In my case, not buy. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the question... It remains to be seen what the hell this thing is. They're going to have to sell it, right? I, I think if they make a compelling argument, and especially if mm-hmm. this is a first-gen one that's going to be more expensive, and I think the price will go down because, like you said, I think they need to get it to a certain level. If the MetaQuest, I just looked up, the MetaQuest 2 is 400 bucks right now. That's a oh, person, perfectly yeah. reasonable cost for yes. something like this. Right. Um, I think it's going to be closer to 1500 is my is my guess because it's, I think it's Apple, right. right? Add a premium, jack the price up and add a premium. Yep. Now that said, uh, Jason and, and Mike over at Upgrade had a good chat about this a couple while back, which I think they made a good argument that like Apple should be willing to cut their margins on this because it is something they're going to need to sell people on. And more to the point, they're going to need developers to buy in, not just like financially, but also with their time and inclination to develop apps on it. Because if it's going to succeed, it's going to be because of the app ecosystem on it. Nothing that has come out about this so far is compelling in the no. least, but I think, again, it's one of those things where it's like you're only seeing part of the story. We really haven't gotten an idea of what the hell this thing is or why Apple thinks it's as compelling as an Apple Watch or an Dan, iPhone. Dan, I've wanted, a, I've wanted a swappable battery for... <laughs> I, there you go. That's what it is. It, oh. That is the selling point of this. You can mm-hmm. swap the battery. It doesn't, doesn't yep. matter what you're doing with the battery. You can swap right. it. Just swap it. Just continually and, swap that. fanny packs are in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm going I'm 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 to have a bandolier of, of batteries. <laughs> you real Chewbacca look for you there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, so, I, enough. I, I would say for we'll sure, see. if it's a thing for... I know that the rumor is it's not, but if it's, if it's a thing for gaming... I know it's not for me. I'm, I'm, I don't need a gaming headset. If it's for anything else, I don't know what it could possibly be that I would want <laughs> based on every yeah, leak I think that's, and every rumor. That's, that's the challenge. I can't see The it. challenge is what is, what is it that's going to sell people on this that's not for gaming? Because I don't think even if gaming is a part of it, which I imagine it will be, Apple's success in the gaming realm is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't think they can bank on their success with iOS, which as we've discussed in the past, was more of a fluke than anything. <laughs> So, yeah, I yeah. don't know. But I will say this. Uh, I, you know, the PlayStation has a second generation VR headset coming out in like a month. And the PSVR 2 is more expensive, more expensive than a PlayStation 5. So, you know, uh, people are definitely willing to charge premiums for these things. Yeah, but that, that inhibits them becoming adopted. So, they, you know, yeah, they're going to sure. sell some, but they're not going to sell as many as, as you... As a transformative product needs to. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't. I mean, listen. I, I think that uh, it was un- undoubtedly Gruber who made the point <laughs> that like it doesn't have to be bigger than the iPhone <laughs> to be a success. Most things aren't bigger yeah. than the iPhone, but I, I, I don't know. When Apple has gone into areas that are totally new to it, sometimes it has had tremendous success, and other times it's like, hey, we're going to cancel the home pod. <laughs> Right or the the iPod Hi-Fi thing or whatever, and like I just I don't know where this one's going to fall because it seems 
crazy to me. <laughs> it just this seems like a much bigger endeavor, though. This yeah, seems I mean, like a much the bigger whole pod endeavor. did not have a lot of support even coming out of the gate. It felt like. Yeah. Plus, it, like, plus they still like, sell. They yeah, still yeah. sell a HomePod. Listen, I'm grateful right, and, that James will undoubtedly make a version of PCal and a version <laughs> of Dice for whatever this is. Uh, but I'm fine with it on my phone, James. It's fine. You don't need to make it for me. <laughs> Let's uh, put a stake in the ground here. What episode number is it? This is the episode number where Lex says he doesn't he doesn't want this thing. Episode four twenty six. Okay, uh, and we will revisit this. In I'm like, ready. I don't know six months. Do you, we'll you want to do one of those looks. long-term bets? <laughs> does that site? Oh yeah, we haven't done a bet in a while. I have the piece of paper that I've written our bets done on, um, and uh, I. I, I I write them so. Did you scan so it into your machine even, with your brother? Well, I don't. Um, it's not like we have notes. a shared I note document it. where you can keep track of this or anything. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Okay. So two forty six. Is that where we are? Four forty six. Four two forty six. How long do you think we've been doing this show? <laughs> It's actually 426. <laughs> yeah. He had all the right numbers Jeez. in the wrong order. See, no wonder. Yeah, no wonder. Two hundred episodes off. That's like no four wonder my years. Notes don't work very well. Lex uh. doesn't want. <laughs> I don't want the first gen. I want to be clear. It's really. Oh, 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 oh now he's oh, walking oh, it back. Oh, oh. Now he's walking it back. Okay, I don't want it at all. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine with saying I want it at all. I, I enjoy this piece of paper stratagem because I don't, it's like, not like on a computer where you could set an alarm or something that would pop up in like six months. No, he's got to find the paper six months from now. That's not going to happen. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be right here. That's the thing. I just leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this one scrap of paper on my desk. There's no way it can yeah. get lost. Okay. So this time I wrote the date down. I think that okay. was the problem with, the, with before I Probably wasn't writing dates down. So what are these other... So, is this a is this a receipt for Funyuns? <laughs> any any other Dan ten dollars? That HomePod top is just an LED. Oh, I should collect on that one. You should collect on that one. Yeah. I don't. Who is it with? <laughs> I guess it's on this show. So I guess it's with us. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, ten bucks to me. Um, I'll take my winnings in Bitcoin. <laughs> Let's see. It's, I'm going to be uh, FTX only. See this. See this is a here's a here's a terrible one from Biff that makes you know is not helpful at all. It says Dan Captain Marvel post post credit. <laughs> I don't even know what that what means. Is, exactly. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Oh man, it's too bad your paper's so small and you can't fit all the information on. <laughs> it's an old. Uh, it's an old um, date. <laughs> It's George W. Bushisms of the day <laughs> calendar. You're, you're dating you know, the yourself. Back of the back Maltz. of these, you know, the thing of the day calendars is always a notepad. Um, and this is so. This is yeah. Well, I appreciate you reusing and recycling. It's like a 15 year old note of the day calendar. Lex should write it on his little glass whiteboard. <laughs>